Today's Leading Women episode 127. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Nicole Labond. Nicole Labond is the creatrix of Cabaret, bar and burlesque fitness classes. Cabaret focuses on using the body as a source of empowerment. Nicole is passionate about using fitness to heal and transform. She has been featured in Shape Magazine, Business Heroine, and many others. So women of the world, Miss Nicole Labond, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you on our show as well, and I'm sure our listeners are excited to hear from you too. Now, Nicole, I really like what you're doing with your business. You Thank are you. a success. Yes, you are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, the equity, the knowledge, and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Sure. So Cabaret is a bar and burlesque dance fitness class. And I actually created this class because when I moved to Miami, I had been a professional dancer and actor in Philadelphia and I was very plugged into the dance scene there and took a lot of class, taught a lot of class. When I moved to Miami, I couldn't really find a class that I, that I liked that seemed to fit what I was looking for. It seemed like everything was either a very basic class, which didn't have the challenge that I wanted, or it was a company class and you know, being no longer a professional going to company class didn't necessarily make me feel very good about myself. It was much more of a competitive atmosphere than something that I was doing to feel good. So I decided to create my own. I thought I can't be alone in feeling like there's there's a hole in the offerings here. So I decided to create my own class that uses a dance for fitness and fun. Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and came into existence. And I'm sure our listeners were curious to hear that from you as well. And you also touched upon your, is that what you, you can say that you're defining moment when you said about you were, was born out of a need for having these classes yourself as well. Was that a defining moment that prompted you to start this business? That was definitely one of them, Mm -hmm. Um, but that was sort of more of an observation. And then I was sort of playing with the idea, but I was not really ready to, to start a business or to jump with it yet. I was just sort of thinking about it, developing it, what would it look like? And then I had originally moved to Miami for a full-time job as the director of dance for a theater company. And 
it turns out that the theater company, despite hiring me, flying me down, helping me move, all of that, was actually in dire financial straits and they ran out of money. So about nine months after I had moved my entire life to Miami, I found myself without a job. And I thought, well, apparently this is the time for me to start doing this thing because I have nothing else to do. <laughs> well, I, I, I can totally resonate with you to that. And I'm sure our listeners are because most of the time or more often, you know, these businesses were found because it's either it, there was a, a certain event that happened in their lives or it was born out of something out of a need. So I love that you've shared that. Now, your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry, and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was that compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out? As women, we are so we're confronted all the time with, with body image, and in Miami, definitely. You know, everything is look like this, be like this. And we spend so much time just working on our bodies, trying to be stronger, be thinner, be more like someone else. And we don't spend a lot of time really appreciating the things that our bodies are already capable of. And so it's something that I'm very passionate about. And that is actually something that burlesque speaks to you. Know, burlesque is really a celebration of the female form. Yes, it's sexy, but it really is more about saying you're sexy as you are, where you are, who you are. You know, when you go to a burlesque show, you see women and men of every shape, size, color, you know, there are women with long legs like me, and then there are women that are have big breasts, which I totally don't. But you know, there's something for everyone in that, and everyone is sexy. And I think that that's something that we don't hear enough, or we hear it and we don't actually embody it, and so then we don't believe it. But for an hour in my class you actually embody it. We have a meditation at the end of class to just, I ask them to reflect on all of the things that they've accomplished in an hour. You know, they've learned an entire routine. They've executed difficult exercises. They maybe did something better than they did last week or, you know, something they thought that they couldn't do. And all those things are worth celebrating. And if we could replace just one of our negative thoughts about our body with a positive thought, then... I've succeeded. I love what you and you said about you are sexy with who you are, where you are, and that you that we should embody this in ourselves. And that yes, I totally believe in what you said that everyone is sexy in their own unique way, in their own unique bodies, and that we should be comfortable embracing this uh, femi feminine feminine qualities that we have in each one of us. Wow, I love that. I love to explore more about that. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I think the big one is just tenacity. Like I, 
I just keep going. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how to quit. I just keep going. You know, I see something that I want and I go after it when I know it's the right thing for me and it's something good for me and beneficial to my life, I find a way to make it happen. And I think that's an incredibly important skill for an entrepreneur because there are going to be times it's very easy to give up and there's times that, you know, people are going to question what you're doing and why you're doing it and it will just look a little easier to go back to the corporate job or give up on the dream, the side hustle, whatever that is. And I think just being able to keep going, even if it means changing. And that's something that I've also learned along the way. And it's been a little bit of a harder lesson for me because I am, am a little bit of a control freak, but learning adaptability that just because you set out with something as one way does not mean it has to always be like that. Just because it's like that today, it can be different tomorrow. You know, if your clients or your customers, if you're really listening to them and they're asking for something else, you need to be responding to that, not trying to force them into what you want to give them. So I think tenacity and adaptability have been the two, two really big ones. And then the, the other one is, is creativity. I'm always looking for inspiration. I'm always creating something new. And that artistic creativity has also translated into business creativity. You know, that I don't like to be stuck in a box and stuck to a formula. I like to explore and design and find other people's stories and see what I can learn from them. So tenacity, yeah, the ability to keep going and embracing change uh, um, and the third one is creativity. Huge uh, takeaways for our listeners because the good thing with having these traits or these qualities that we can, we can all cultivate them and adapt them in our business and in our life in general. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing those. Now, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, money is a big one, especially with a startup that is, you know, very much a one-person shop or something that's not a a hot field like tech. You know, I can't go out and get venture capital for for my class. I mean, I probably could, but it would be it would be a difficult exploration. You know, so I think money is a big one. You know, I moved to Miami. I had a little bit of savings, but then because I had no job. I went through that pretty quickly, you know, plus I was trying to start a business at the same time. So a lack of money was definitely a big one. And then also because I was new to the area, I really didn't have a great network. I didn't know people. I didn't know gym owners or other fitness instructors. I didn't, I wasn't as plugged into the theater and dance community as I was in Philadelphia where I had been a professional for 12 years, you know? So I, I was really starting entirely from scratch with the network. And that was, that was probably the biggest challenge. And still, even though I've been here now for almost two years, that remains a very difficult challenge getting plugged into the right people. 
But I can certainly relate to and resonate with those challenges that you have faced, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. I mean, lack of money, lack of uh, startup capital, especially for, as you're starting your business, is because there are expenses involved. And uh, I used to to tell our our listeners that it's you know it's really important to have that financial cushion, not not to j- just jump into business without having that financial cushion or that, not having that, for example, a part-time job because there are going to be expenses in court. And, but there are other ways, there are resources to be able to have this you know, financial um, resources that you need. So it shouldn't be a, a deterrent in starting your business. And the other one is the, the lack of a support system or building a network, especially if you are new in an area or if you are new in the industry, it is a cha- it's a continuous cha- cha- continual challenge for everyone in the business to continuously grow our network because our network uh, really helps build, uh, increase or, or make us grow uh, bigger I and mean, make our business grow bigger, bigger and, and bigger. And so those are challenges that, you know, what um, Nicole just shared are really you know, not not really unique, but they are part of being in business, and there are resources, as I've mentioned, to be able to to surmount these challenges. So the takeaway here for our listeners is that not to take these challenges as a hindrance or deterrent to building or starting your business, but to have them as a you know as a you know as a learning curve or as as something that will inspire you to keep moving forward and not to quit on your dreams so thank you for sharing those now let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance you know being a business owner myself maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life now the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance particularly if you have a family juggling many roles so in your life as an entrepreneur how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health your family your relationships and your business i think this is the one thing i'm probably pretty bad at (laughs) i think we all do (laughs) (laughs) but because i am a single woman it really at the moment only affects me. I don't have a husband. I don't have children that are, are counting on me. Um, but because my job is, it's fitness related, having good health is something that I'm very, very concerned about. So, you know, I do spend a lot of time working on, on my own physical body through nutrition and exercise. And I am very vigilant about keeping one day off a week, about having Sunday as a day off and really taking that day off. I might answer an email or two if it's something that feels important or interesting enough for me to bother with it. Um, but I typically spend Sunday at the, at the beach and you know watching a movie, sleeping in cooking something delicious that I don't have time to do during the week. You know, so I'm very vigilant about having that time off. Right. And y- y- yes, you're right. I mean, this life work balance is really a challenge, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so passionate about 
what we're doing that you know sometimes 24 hours is not enough but you're absolutely right we need to make time for other priorities in our life that are important to us you know we have our business of course but then there are other areas in our life that needs our time and our attention and i i really like your um, what you're doing with having that day off that one day off a week to use that one for yourself to go go to the beach and uh, rejuvenate or go, right. do some cooking or sleep in if you want to catch up on some sleep that you didn't have that week so for our listeners out there there are little ways there are small ways to be able to deal with this and it's not about you know taking the whole the whole day or the whole week uh, but we but the, the good thing with being an entrepreneur or having your own business is that you are flexible with your time so it's all about prioritizing and making time for those that are important to you so have that flexibility know that know that you can do that uh, with because of the business that you're building you can opt to work for example as much as you can in one day and then take time off a half day or the next day or and when that one when that time when that day suits you take the time off to really take care of yourself and spend some time with your other uh, important people in your life um, like for example family and friends like that so it's not just about building it's not just about working in our business but also making time for those that are important to us so thank you for sharing that tip love that now Let's talk about success and what success means to you. You know, your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way is a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Well, as I mentioned earlier, you know, having women in my class leave feeling really good about themselves, having replaced something negative with something positive is, is my biggest measure of success. You know, when my students come to me and tell me about how they were able to do something that they could never do before or somebody commented on how shapely their legs looked and they were so excited you know those are really my big measures of success that people are finding a difference in their in their lives you know that my life has made an impact in someone else's that is my my biggest measure uh, but then the other one for me that i'm i'm really working towards right now and i'm, I'm almost there i think for getting there is you know as an entrepreneur and as a person who i teach a lot of places you know i get paid for the classes that i that i teach i get paid for the people who take my class um, it's it's very difficult to take a lot of time off and to be able to travel or spend time you know, with my family. They still live in Pennsylvania. And so to be able to reach that point where I can take that time without worry, that's, that's the next step for me. I love your perspective on success. And I mean, what you, how you define it, like success is feeling good about ourselves and being able to help others feel the same way. Because the bottom line here for our listeners is that, you know, when you ask yourself uh, about what success means to you, more often than that, 
the answers from your heart are not going to be those dollar signs. But what is fulfilling is knowing that why you are putting out there or the value you're providing the world is making a difference or is impacting other people's lives. And of course, being an entrepreneur, our financial metrics are important because that's why we are in business in the first place to be able to earn that revenue, have that revenue to for our family, for ourselves, for our family, and be able to live that kind of lifestyle that you want. But at, at the end of the day, what feels fulfilling and what feels gratifying is that knowing what we are putting out there is impacting other people's lives. Thank you for sharing your perspective on that. Now, let's talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You know, you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Whew, okay. Um, I think the first one is definitely having that financial cushion and making sure you know what that is. And as part of that is know where your money is going. I know this is the case for me, and I feel like this is the case for a lot of women. We don't... It's not that we don't pay attention to our money, but we, we don't pay attention to our money. <laughs> you know, we pay the bills that have to be paid. We deposit the checks that have to be deposited. But we don't really have a conscious level of you know, how much is where. And I know that's definitely the case for me. And it turns out I had a decent amount of money in savings, but it was in, you know through a couple different accounts. And one was a CD, which means that you know, I couldn't take money out of it. And one was an IRA, so I couldn't take money out of that either. So just being very, at least aware of how much money you have and where it is. And then tracking your expenses. There are so many little expenses that just add up and take you by surprise. Wow, huge golden uh, golden nuggets in what you just shared. And I can totally echo what you said about knowing where your money goes and tracking where that money comes from and where it's going. That's really important um, data. It's really important as that we have to do as a business owner. And I, I have to reiterate what you said about having that financial cushion, especially when you are just starting out. Because like what I've mentioned earlier, there are expenses in card um, building your business. And without yeah. the financial cushion, that will be another challenge for for you for our listeners out there who are thinking of going into business so if you are one of those have that financial prepare for it prepare for for starting your business by having that financial cushion and it it's okay if you have to do a part-time job in the meantime actually building your business because that's what i do i do as well i mean i have my 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 job on the side while i was building my business and mm-hmm. i didn't quit my job up until i was comfortable enough or making enough to, right. to be able to you know have that um, i mean to quit my job and, and, and earning that uh, income from your business that evens out or equals what you were making earlier right really important I, I think going along with that too is don't be afraid to ask for what is 
owed to you. I was really, really bad at that my first year in business, and I've totally changed things this year. But you know, if someone owes you money, they have to pay you money. <laughs> they don't be afraid to ask to ask for it, to follow up, to be a complete pain in the butt about it because you did the work, you should get the money. But again, I think that's part of our comfort level with with money. And it's it's not nice, it feels pushy, it feels bitchy, it's whatever. And so we don't ask for what is truly rightfully ours and that's just silliness. Right, and oftentimes we underestimate our value as well. We feel like, oh, mm-hmm. am I? is this too much? Am I, I, am I mm-hmm. charging too much? I mean... <laughs> Those are hang-ups that, hang up, hang that all of our, most of us share as well, and especially being a woman. You know, we have this feel like, oh, I don't want to charge this much, or, oh, I don't want to ask for help. You know, we don't want to bother anyone, and, and, and charging or this, uh, our services as well is, you know, it's, it's an issue. And you, you're, you're right about what you're saying, that we have to be comfortable with it because we are providing our ser- services and we are providing value to others that, you know, that can change their lives. So we should be remunerated um, equally because of that. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Now, what's one favorite business resource or tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? I don't know if it's radically changing the way I do business, but I can't live without it. And that's uh, Google Calendar, the Google Calendar app. I truly cannot live without it <laughs> uh, because I teach a bunch of different places and I need to keep track of my schedule. No day is ever the same for me. You know, I'm at different places every day. I love that I can color code things. I can block things off in little increments, big increments. I can have multiple calendars for you know, the different things that I can view them all together and see how they merge or I can view them separately. And I really could not live without my Google Calendar. It syncs to my phone and it's on my laptop. I would be lost. Yes. I would never know where I was going and what I was doing. Totally agree with you. I mean, I find it so useful and it's so easy to miss, I think, if you don't have them on a calendar. So for our listeners, all mm-hmm. there is the Google Calendar app. Very intuitive and we should leverage um, its, its usefulness in our business as well. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Well, for the business book, I would say Seth Godin's Lynchpin is one of the best, the best reads. I love Seth Godin. He's very pithy. He's very quick. He tells you things that you already knew but didn't know how to, to verbalize. And Lynchpin really deals with you know, being indispensable. And most of us don't want to be indispensable to a company per se we're looking to maybe get out of that but we want our company to be indispensable and he talks a lot about the power of a gift when you create something and you give it away and that's something as entrepreneurs I think again it's that conversation with money we we err on one side or the other we either give everything away and make no money or we give away nothing and then are seen as you know greedy pushy whatever so finding that balance of, of a gift, giving something of quality that helps you create a relationship with your clients and your customers. I think as, as a business person, anything by Seth Godin is, is worth a read. 
I don't agree with everything he says, but it's always thought provoking. He has a great blog too, so you don't have to just read a book. You can read his blog every day, and he he's definitely a must read for me. So that's Link Spin by Seth Godin, and you're absolutely right. I mean, he has a, a, it's a great resource for uh, for. Uh, everyone out there listening um, to check his blog as well Seth Godin and his, and his books I mean he has a lot of great books and one of them that Nicole is recommending is the Lynchpin so for our, our listeners out there I'm going to have that yeah. on the show notes as well now Nicole in my mind Sorry, you... yeah. yes oh I was just going to share another book that just for personal personal growth and reference it's called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer and that book really changed how I deal with emotion, <laughs> which is very important. Uh, but he said something in that book that really resonated with me is that, you know, we get, we get very stressed out, but we get stressed out because of things that we cannot control. We get stressed out either by dwelling on things that happened in the past that we wish we could change or thinking about things that might possibly happen in the future. And those are two time frames over which we have no control. We can only control the present. So learning to focus our energy and let go of the past and the future are incredibly important for good decision making and a healthy emotional life. I love that book as well. I said, that's The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And I love how you describe it and that takeaways that our listeners can learn from by picking up that book. So those books are Lynchpin by Seth Godin and The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. All right, Nicole, in my mind, you are a superhero. Or shall I say superheroine? Because you have done this, you have done that. But you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you were a superhero or superheroine, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone you admire and look up to. Oh, Wonder Woman, for sure. For yes. sure. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a comic book geek. I'm very, I'm very nerdy. Um, but I think the thing that I, that I really loved most about Wonder Woman is, for one, she was an incredibly tall brunette. And that's me. <laughs> I'm like, I am the Amazon. And especially in Miami, I'm like ridiculously tall compared to everyone else. <laughs> um, but also, the thing that's really unique I think about Wonder Woman is that she doesn't really have a super power besides her height and her Amazonian strength but her weapon is is the lasso of truth her weapon is truth wherever she goes she brings truth and she makes the world better because of truth and I think that's a very important takeaway for all of us is that you know speaking our truth living our truth is what is required to make us a wonder woman that's it yes wow well said i echo what you said and i love wonder woman and i love how you put that uh, how you describe what she symbolizes which is truth living and speaking our truth because you, you're absolutely right with that now what last but not the least nicole share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service and where they can get it I think there are two really big benefits. One of them is the 
the physical, you know, you're working out, you're going to get stronger, you're going to get more defined muscles, you're going to burn calories, you're going to look better, feel better, stand taller, all of that stuff. And the other one is emotional, because I do really focus on the celebration of the body, reminding ourselves of what we're capable of, being accepted where you are, and then trying to push just a little bit further the next time to recognize yourself as sexy, as strong, and as working to be better all the time. And on my website, which is cabaret with two R's, fit, cabaretfit.com, there are two free gifts available. One is a 10 minute workout, and then one is a, an ebook of five body weight exercises you can do anywhere. And then I also have a YouTube channel, which is cabaret fit. And on Cabaret Fit, the YouTube channel, there's a whole series of workouts, all of which are about five minutes long. There's ones for your thigh and booty, and I call them the mini skirt workout. There's one for your calves, and we call it the high heel workout. There's a series of arms and upper back, and that's your strapless dress workout. There's a series of abs, and that's your bikini workout. You know, and you can mix and match them. You can put them together. You can do just one. If you've got five minutes, pick one and rock it. You know, so I actually have a lot of free stuff available for you and you can get physical and emotional benefits. And you can get those at cabaretfit.com and I highly recommend our, our, our listeners to really go there and check it out and get the, and, and sign up for her free gift, 10 minute workout plus the ebook and also to check her YouTube channel with all those fantastic workouts that are like five minute long that are easy to incorporate in our daily daily activities um the five minute workouts like that she has uh, that nicole is sharing those are huge um uh, resources that you can actually incorporate in your in your day-to-day um activities like when you're doing at home or, or, or where, where you are those five minute uh thing are very easy to so check them out at cabaretfit.com and from there you can also go to her social media profiles like the her youtube channel and by the way, all of these fantastic resources and the links that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Nicole Labonde or just type in her name, Nicole Labonde, on the search bar and it will find it for you. All right, Nicole, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women oh, of the world, thank you including. So much. Yes, I'm really thankful to you and we appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.